sounds like the future. That's what we're calling this new series of podcasts from Purdue University's College of Engineering. Throughout 2020, we'll explore the people and initiatives driving imaginative, purposeful, and collaborative steps toward the future for the college's extended community. In this first episode, Dean Meng Chang, who's on sabbatical this year, has joined acting dean Mark Lundstrom for an overview of the progress we're poised for in this anniversary year. That includes the five Purdue engineering initiatives launched by Meng, building upon faculty insights. These two leaders of the college are in conversation here with your podcast host, journalist Bill Schmidt. It is a pleasure to have both of you gentlemen here. I'd like first to ask about the the five new initiatives in the Purdue College of Engineering. Obviously, they're bringing people and resources together in new ways, and uh, all for the sake of leadership and uh, innovation. How do the five Purdue Engineering Initiatives, they're called PEIs, reflect the priorities and approaches that help make this 120th anniversary a landmark for the college? Wonderful. Uh, Bill, thank you for asking the question. And I also want to just highlight that uh, sitting next to me is the current uh, Dean of College of Engineering, my great colleague, Professor Mark Lundstrom. Uh, My name is Meng Chen. Uh, We are doing this on the day five of my leave of absence uh, on IPA tour of duty uh, to the U.S. Department of State. uh, And back to this very exciting uh, 120th birthday, you know, just uh, seven days ago, we crossed a landmark of having 100,000 plus living alumni of Purdue College of Engineering. What a great way to kick off the 120th birthday and one way to celebrate uh, the birthday, we think, is to look into the future and launch a dedicated, focused effort across education, research, and engagement. And these five initiatives that you mentioned, Bill, are exactly along those directions. One is on the topic of data and engineering application. One is on autonomous connected systems. One is on innovation and making. One is on engineering medicine. And one is uh, on Cislunar Space Initiative. Uh, so uh, we think that these five are some of the wonderful strength and opportunities to Purdue Engineering. Uh, and over the next uh, several years, uh, we will be galvanizing great colleagues to work on these topics with one plus one equals three in mind. I like that point of one plus one equals three. Before we go deeper into those initiatives, could we uh, talk for a minute, uh, both uh, with you, Mang, and uh, Dean Lundstrom, uh, let's talk for a second about the 120th anniversary and how the College of Engineering is looking to the past and the present and the future uh, through this anniversary. Uh, uh, what is the key to preparing the college and the students for leadership in the very rapidly changing world of engineering. Uh, well, you know, as I step into this uh, new position, one of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to is the is the 150th anniversary celebration. And I'm especially um, proud of the fact that we're using it not to focus on celebrating the proud accomplishments of this college, but looking to the future and, and what, we're, what we'll be doing for the next 120 years. I had the uh, honor 
uh, over the past year of co-chairing Purdue University's 150th anniversary celebration. Mm. And the directions from President Daniels were, let's not spend this year in celebrating all of our, our uh, accomplishments of the past, even though they're great. Let's look towards the future. You know, how can we address some of the most important uh, and challenging problems of the society in the future? How can we think of where Purdue University will make a mark in the next 150 years? And I'm very pleased to see that Mung is taking a similar philosophy. We're going to be celebrating our history and accomplishments, but we're very much going to be looking for the, towards the future. Where does Purdue have an opportunity to make an impact and solve important problems, prepare our students for this new century? Uh, the PEIs have an important component in preparing the students for that new role in these new times. Interesting. And one way uh, you're preparing for that new role is with uh, uh, a theme and an interesting phrase that uh, you've used uh, among the mm -hmm. virtual organizational structure to include programs in research, learning, and engagement. That's the whole idea of each PEI, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds uh, interper interpersonal, interdisciplinary, uh, very multifaceted. Could you uh, maybe mm -hmm. help us uh, parse that a bit? Mm, sure, Bill. Uh, I think to uh, those alumni and friends listening to this podcast, it's probably not surprising to them that uh, in academia, usually it's very difficult to give birth to new initiatives, but once born, nothing ever dies. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, what we want to do is to make sure that we do not just uh, do things that will uh, have eternal presence on campus, but to make it very clear that these are focused initiatives for a number of years. Uh, and then we hope what they can spin out will live their due lifespan. They may spin out a new master degree in autonomy, for example or they may spin out a new research center in a makerspace. And those may live for 10, 20, 300 years uh, as they fit the society's needs and students' needs. Uh, but we want the initiative themselves. It's a bit like a uh, investment fund. All right. That is a five-year investment cycle. These are three- to six-year investment cycles. Uh, and uh, the companies that the fund invests in may live on for hundreds of years, uh, but the fund itself is a targeted span. And rather than first try to build physical facilities, which we are doing in the college in multiple most exciting projects, uh, but for these five PEIs, we want to make sure that we get the quickest set of actions possible. Speed is the key here. And we do it in a virtual way without necessarily first building buildings. Uh, and these virtual organizations also are nimble in the sense of bringing research, learning, and engagement together under one umbrella. It's not just research impact or just new degrees and courses. Uh, it's not just engaging with companies and society at large, but bring all of them to reinforce with each other. So I think this is a bit of a experimental pilot, if you will, in how academia can invent new ways to launch new initiatives. I see. And because there is a kind of uh, experimental quality 
to it. Uh, might you have an example that you could uh, give us, uh, perhaps for each of the, the three, research, learning, and engagement, or at least one that has already uh, occurred under your leadership uh, that might be a good model or prototype for the PEIs? Well, actually, uh, we have a fantastic example illustrating one particular point. That is, you can bring research, learning, engagement together under Mark's leadership uh, <laughs> called uh, uh, NCN or NanoHub. So I give it to Mark. Okay. Yeah, so this is an, an experience that I had as a faculty member um, some years ago, about 2002. I was the founding director of an NSF-funded center called the Network for Computational Nanotechnology. This was at the beginning of the National Nanotechnology Initiative. Uh, just this week, we celebrated uh, five-year additional NSF funding for this project. Uh, that will make an unprecedented 20 years of funding for this NSF program. Generally, they're limited to 10 years maximum. Um, this program was focused on new computational tools for new devices and materials at the nanoscale. We were pioneering fundamentally new ways of, of doing modeling, theory, and simulation. Um, that was the research component. We were a strong driver of research in these new areas. That created, these techniques were so new, that created a demand from people to understand these techniques, to learn how to write their own simulation tools, learn how to use them, uh, learn the underlying science and technology. So that led to an educational initiative. We were very early in the MOOC space, very early in the, uh, in the online education space, which uh, created an enormous uh, community worldwide of people learning about these new tools. As part of this effort, to help people access the tools and access the educational resources, we created a science gateway called nanohub.org. This is a, a gateway not only to disseminate the educational materials and allow people to download source code, we also provided, uh, developed an infrastructure to allow people to come to the website, fire up a sophisticated scientific simulation code, run it through their web browser, and do all of the, the, their work without modeling to download, install, maintain, and support software. So this is a very early example of cloud computing, long before it was called cloud computing. So these, what we found was that these three different legs, research, uh, learning, and education, and engagement, uh, supported each other. Each one made the other two stronger. And that's the kind of thing that we're looking for these PEIs to do, how to bring these three aspects of our mission as a land-grant university together in a way that they work and play together, and each one makes the other stronger. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, and so now we're seeing how those pieces fit together at the uh, college level and at the university level. Uh, let's take a break for one minute from, from that realm, because I also want to ask, ask you, Meng, uh, uh, you're taking a year's uh, sabbatical now to serve in a top technology policy advisory position to the Secretary of State, the U.S. Department of State. It sounds like uh, your efforts there will combine research and learning and engagement. Uh, I know it's early days, but are there any uh, initial thoughts on how this kind of combination uh, spirited uh, thinking will, will apply there? And congratulations, by the way, on that position. Well, uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, first of all, five days ago, I started uh, my one-year leave of absence uh, to serve 
uh, as the science and technology advisor to the Secretary of State and also work as the uh, chief global technology officer uh, in Undersecretary Keith Crock's office leading uh, global economic growth and uh, security. So I would say, first of all, uh, I am just deeply humbled and honored to serve uh, my country and be part of the U.S. Uh, federal government uh, and serve with a great team in the Department of State and to lead the intersection between uh, science, technology, and foreign policy. This is a critical time, and this is a one-year, uh, what they call it, IPA, leave of absence, where universities can loan uh, people to U.S. government. And during this one year, uh, I hope to learn a lot. Uh, there's a lot for me to learn about both Washington, D.C. and global diplomacy and contribute whatever I could as part of this team. And secondly, yes, you know, I do think this is one kind among many of engagement uh, that academia can provide uh, to, in this case, uh, the topics of how global policy uh, interact with innovations in science and technology. But there are many other ways that Purdue faculty have uh, been contributing to engagement, uh, including uh, serving during leave of absence uh, in the government. And I'm very appreciative of, of how Purdue University, President Mitch Daniels, uh, has allowed me to do this. Uh, and thirdly, I want to highlight that during this year, uh, especially some alumni have asked me the question when this was announced about 10 days ago uh, of my uh, service to the U.S. government, uh, the Purdue College of Engineering will absolutely be moving forward with great speed and impact. In fact, I think uh, the Boilermaker Engineers is getting a substantial upgrade having <laughs> Mark Longstrom as uh, the dean for this year, what I call going from iPhone 3 to iPhone 11 oh. type of upgrade. <laughs> the bad news is uh, you have to return the iPhone 11 and uh, be downgraded back to iPhone 3 in one year's time. Uh, uh, I, I, I do think that uh, uh, when you look at how universities can play a role uh, in societal issues, whether it's domestic or global. Uh, there's a lot that we can contribute in a variety of ways. What I'm starting to do this week for one year is just one kind of it. And there are many other ways that Purdue alumni and faculty students have long been contributing through different engagement mechanisms. Mm. So the uh, obvious uh, uh, lack of 100% um, agenda yet for the for the State Department role uh, is kind of emulated in the nimbleness and the openness to evolution that the PEIs represent. Uh, and in terms of uh, all engineering fields and applications, uh, there, there's a great deal of opportunity, but uh, and not to try to do everything under the sun regarding these uh, uh, five uh, fields of initiative. Am I right? The, and I bet uh, uh, Dean Lundstrom would be would be interested in in talking about this. Uh, as I understand it, they're strategically chosen 
areas, but areas where you feel that uh, Purdue's particular strengths uh, can be accentuated. So perhaps I'll provide one passing remark uh, before Mark uh, talks about uh, how this can be focused uh, efforts not to boil the entire ocean. You know, I think one clarification is that everything in academia eventually must be bottom up, faculty driven and student centered. Uh, It's not going to be a top down approach. In fact, there'll be so many great colleagues working on their own topics, whatever excite them, and they do not have to listen to the dean or anyone else uh, at the university. And we applaud their effort, whatever the topics might be, as long as there is the excellence, a hallmark of excellence in their individual or team endeavors. Mm. And second, I think that there's a general theme. If you have to come up with one of excellence as the best in the world at the interface between the physical side and the virtual side of engineering that Purdue has a special institutionally recognized opportunity. Uh, This is a summary across the institution where we know that at the interface of the atoms and the bytes between what you can touch and what you code, unique strength resides at Purdue Engineering. Uh, and with that, I pass it to uh, Mark to uh, you know answer the great question Bill you just posed. Well, I'm not not sure uh, what I can add to that, uh, Mung, but uh, I, I do think that there are enormous strengths at Purdue. I've been reviewing the uh, some of the reports from the PEIs. We have an enormous range of capabilities. Each of these five areas are strategically important for the nation and the world. Uh, we we want to play in these strategically important areas but we want to contribute something distinctive and unique uh, based on the special skills and expertise that Purdue has. So I think that's very important. You know, I like to read uh, Peggy Noonan's pieces in the Wall Street Journal. You know, I remember one piece she pointed out that every great president has a sentence. If you cannot explain what this president did in one sentence, it probably wasn't a great president. Um, I think she allowed Abraham Lincoln a compound sentence. He won the Civil War and freed the slaves. But as I try to, one of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to in the coming year is uh, is uh, seeing the evolution and growth of these PEIs. And one of the things that I'm going to be looking for in each of these is, what is your sentence? You know, tell me in a short sentence or two, what is the special, unique contribution that Purdue is making to this to this grand challenge in this area? And, and that really could truly mean the sky's the limit in terms of uh, what, what the possibilities for PEIs are. Is there any particular challenge in, in balancing the big picture, interdisciplinary, and gung-ho on every uh, kind of uh, special area uh, uh, focus, uh, mixing that with more targeted and specific uh, projects. Uh, is that, a, is that a, a kind of challenge that perhaps the College of Engineering always faces? Well, you know, I, I feel that uh, uh, the landscape of American higher education continues to shift. If you zoom out for a second, 
we look at the different upcoming demographics of college age students. Uh, and there are multiple changes happening to their demographics. So we have to think about what to teach and how to teach. Uh, if you look at the mix of public-private funding mechanisms and translational impact mechanisms to university research, that's also changing in this country and many other countries around the world. And if you look at the notion of lifelong learning, that learning is no longer something you finish and then you start working, but you really mix the two throughout your active life. There are so many opportunities for us to revisit. What does it mean to say, are we preparing for the largest pool of premier engineering talents, which is one of the key aspirations for the pinnacle of excellence at scale for Purdue engineering? Uh, I can't pretend to have all the answers, but I think we're asking the right questions. Mm. And, and uh, you know, to the question about focused, more focused, targeted uh, opportunities, I think we have to be nimble. Uh, it's hard to, pre to predict what's going to happen one, two, three years from now. And uh, if these opportunities come along, if they're consistent with the theme of the PEI, if they drive it in a direction that we want to go, we have to be nimble and able to react to new opportunities that arise when they do. Very interesting. Yeah. But we have to be careful at the same time not, not to get too diverse and go in too many directions and, and you know, lose the special strength of each of these PEIs. One way the, the strength comes out is through uh, actually uh, a theme that, uh, that you've used a phrase to capture. Uh, I, I liked uh, this, this phrase as well. You've spoken of uh, incubation, incisiveness, and interfunctional interfunctional thinking or interfunctionality. What does each of these uh, portend for PEIs and for the broader approach of the college of the future? Right. So the PEI idea was uh, itself incubated about a year ago, and then they were formally launched about six months ago. And when we did that, as Mark just mentioned, we want to make sure that uh, we're not just doing everything that everybody else is doing. There's something unique and differentiated uh, about these particular PEIs. The incubation idea is, as we just talked about, Bill, rather than saying that these will be permanent fixtures, like a department, like a degree, like even or a center uh, on campus, these are really three to six year incubators. And what they incubate might have a much longer lifespan, but the incubator itself on these topics are nimble in response to the changes in society. And the interfunctional part uh, is reflected in how we bring together, as mentioned, research, learning, and engagement always together, always think of them as reinforcing of each other. Mm -hmm. In closing, I'd be curious uh, now with uh, the changes even picking up their uh, pace in so many ways, uh, and uh, you're returning in one year, Mung, and uh, giving uh, Mark a very exciting uh, period of time for uh, incubation and uh, and uh, uh, growth in his own right. Uh, 
First of all, uh, how do you see the the future for the College of Engineering in terms of the involvement of all of the faculty? And then how do you see the future of the college in the broader perspective of Purdue's growth and future as a university? Uh, I'll just say one uh, sentence about how the faculty involvement uh, was so critical in the PEIs that we started about two years ago the Purdue Engineering Faculty Conversations across different topics, and there were 10 such conversations. And these PEIs really came out of that exercise. And in fact, uh, they also came out of a strategic planning exercise that we did about two years ago that I invited uh, Mark to co-chair that as well. And Mark kindly agreed to that. And along with Kathy Howe, another distinguished colleague in the college, uh, Mark and uh, Kathy put together this fantastic framework uh, based on consultation with faculty members. So I just want to, in my part of the closing, thank all the faculty members of their contribution. Uh, and some of them will choose to participate in these exciting PEIs in the coming years. Some will be doing their own fantastic work. Whatever that might be, it is the individual creativity and the hallmark of excellence that will define this place. Uh, but of course, the exciting year of 2020, 120th birthday of the college, uh, is going to be a great year under Mark's leadership. So I turn it to Mark. Well, thank you for those kind words, Mung. I'm looking forward to an exciting year, and we plan to keep our foot on the gas pedal. Uh, Mung has launched us in a, in a great direction. You know, in thinking about the, the legacies of the PEIs, which are one of the most exciting things that are happening here, um, it's bound to have broad impact. The educational component will, will drive our educational programs, uh, update and refresh them and align them with you know, current changes in technology and in society. So that's an important outcome that will affect broadly the students and the faculty throughout the college. I'm hoping that we also have a, develop a model for how you incubate major new research uh, activities, how you are, become nimble, how you respond to changing conditions in society, the changes in engineering and technology, and that we will have a, uh, a few successful models of, uh, of how we do this, how we incubate major research projects. Each of the individual projects themselves, uh, we hope, has major lasting impact in their own particular technical domain by pushing the frontiers of science and engineering within those domains. Mm -hmm. So these are exciting projects, and I'm looking forward to uh, being along for the ride for the next year. Thank you very much for your time. Very good to speak with both of you gentlemen, and best wishes in all of the ventures ahead. Well, thank you, Bill. Good to be here together with Mark. My pleasure. Thank too. you. Sounds like the future is just beginning. Upcoming podcasts will preview other steps forward in Purdue's College of Engineering. Our original theme music, More to Come, was composed by Chris Peters. I'm your co-producer, Paul Geesting. See you in the future.